You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hello, I'm Ella Risperger. I'm an author and a cook, and sometimes a journalist and other things too. And this week on The Pool, I'm talking about my plates to remember, five recipes from this cookbook that sort of sum up who I am and the things I think about cooking. This is my first book. It's called Midnight Chicken and Other Recipes Worth Living For. And it's a cookbook that starts with me trying to kill myself. So I guess it's a cookbook about mental health, 80 recipes about having an anxiety disorder and being in love and living in London and living living generally, I suppose. In the last episode, I talked about how I fell in love with cooking, but like everyone, my relationship with food goes a long way back. I wasn't ever a big cook. I wasn't ever very fond of cooking. I think I made biscuits like all children do little sugar stamps, little stamps for sugar cookies. We made a lot of pizza as kids. My mum used to make quite a lot of bread and we would all sit around the table bashing the dough into a kind of flat shape and sticking on tomato sauce and putting cheese on it. But I was never really a big cook. It was just never really a thing that I thought would be part of my life. I liked reading. I was a books girl, not a cooking girl. Came as a real surprise to find myself in my early 20s, someone for whom cooking had become a whole world. I talk about this a bit in the book, but my dad loves to cook, but has always been incredibly busy with work. So for him, it's a really occasional treat. My mum made lovely food for us when we were little, but I don't think she'd ever choose to cook as a way of relaxing. She's not really like, not really that interested in thinking about food in the way I am. She really appreciates being cooked for, but I don't ever really think she's been that interested in how food works and what you're eating and when you're going to eat it and all the different All the different bits and bobs that I find so fascinating about sitting and reading a recipe book for hours. My relationship with cooking has definitely changed in that I could never have foreseen that it would be such an integral part of my life. But my relationship with food has changed too, in that I think an awful lot of women have a complicated relationship with food and with guilt. And while this isn't something I really want to dwell on, there's only so many pages in a book and you can't really talk about everything, Something I work on a lot as an adult and something actually that I've talked about a lot in therapy and something I've spent a lot of time thinking about is how to have a joyful relationship with what I eat. How to really enjoy everything I'm eating. If I want to have buttered toast, to properly have buttered toast and to really be pleased with it. I don't really have any memories of eating per se as a child. I wasn't that interested in food. I was interested in being on my bike, being outside reading books, my doll's house, the many small things I was writing quietly that I was convinced were going to make me a great success. None of them have so far made me a great success, but I live in hope. But what I re- what my childhood really gave me is a sense of the way that mealtimes are for socialising, which is, I think, a huge other part of the way we talk about food. The way we should think about food is that every single night, I had dinner with my sisters, I have three sisters, and my mum and my dad, if he was home from work, would sit with us. They usually ate a bit later, but we would all sit around the table, and whichever parent was home would sit at the other end, sit at the end of the table, and we'd all talk about our day. We would talk about our day, and our best bits of the day, and our worst bits of the day. And I can't imagine a world where I don't have dinner with somebody every night to talk about everything that happened. I'm very lucky. I lived at home. And then I lived with a very close friend in Paris where we were au pairs to three small boys. Then I lived with John. 
and we ate together every night. And now I live with my brilliant housemate and we eat dinner together every night at 8 o'clock and talk about our days. And I think I've always been very aware of mealtimes, not just as practical need the calories, but as point to take a bit of time to reflect on your day and everything else that's happening. So my second plate to remember is imperfect pikelets. Pikelets are like crumpets, but messy. Think of a crumpet, think of the hole in a crumpet. Those are bubbles. With pikelets, you take that crumpet batter and you just dollop spoons of it into a hot frying pan and you get these hot, delicious little pancake things that are great to put butter on. I didn't really make these as a kid. What we had instead is drop scones, which are kind of like pikelets, but you don't have the batter eyes. There's a recipe for them in the book as well. That's one of the very few things I have a really vivid memory of cooking as a kid and my mum cooking because we had an agar and you lift up the top of the agar and you just pour the batter onto the hot plate and it sizzles and then you flip them off onto a plate and people stack them. But these pikelets are my favourite. They're the thing I make all the time. For me, it's like a cross between a drop scone and a crumpet and they are delicious and I love them and you should make them. They're really easy also and people are very impressed. It's a basic yeasted batter, which is not something you need to be scared about, by the way. You just slightly warm the yeast and then beat it in. It's fine. Everybody makes a huge fuss about yeast, but it's completely fine. Just don't worry about it. It's like caramel. Everyone makes a huge fuss about caramel and mostly it's fine. This is the lovely thing about having learned to cook from Googling stuff, is that you don't know what stuff's meant to be difficult and then you do it and then you've been doing it for a year and a bit and someone says, isn't that really hard? And no, no, you've already done it. You've done the secret. Like sometimes it goes wrong, but that's fine. Stuff always goes wrong. It's food, it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters a lot. It doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I think probably if I have brought anything about kind of the food culture, which is an awful thing to say, please forgive me, the food culture of my childhood is that food is something to share and something to be shared. And it's a real joy to me to have people around for breakfast or have people around for dinner. Having people around for breakfast is harder because nobody wants to get out of bed. Thank you for listening to today's Plate to Remember. Tune in tomorrow for my next dish, uplifting chilli and lemon spaghetti, and to hear about why I think that cooking is the best thing that I can do for my mental health. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love you to rate, review and subscribe.